Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday, the 30th of January. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off with the scores on the doors as usual. Another positive night in the US. A good start to the week and a good start to our week yesterday with the ASX 200 up 23 points or 0.3 of a percent. Spy Futures showing another good day. 38 points higher, 0.5 of a percent to 75.80. Looks like that all-time high is getting ever closer. Over in the US, we did see the Dow Jones up 224 points or 0.59 of a percent, 38,300 and 33 had a high of 235 up a low of minus 48 so a good day closing near its highs nasdaq skipping higher as well 1.12 percent higher at uh, 173 points up 15,628 only feels like a few days ago that we were talking about it going through 15,000 here we are uh, heading towards 16,000. Of course, big week this week for the Magnificent Seven. Or is the Magnificent Seven a misnomer? Should we be looking at the AI5? Uh, which are the five stocks that are exposed to AI, which have really been the market leaders, as opposed to the Magnificent Seven, which does include Tesla, which certainly hasn't been a market leader. So perhaps we start to talk about the AI5 Instead, the S&P 500 was up 37 points or 0.76% in the middle for diddle, 49.28. Russell 2000, better than all of them, 1.67% higher, 33 points, 2011. The VIX volatility index as well, a little bit of uh, buying of protection perhaps uh, going into quite a big week for the US. That was up 2.6%, 13.62%. In Europe, nothing really happening at all, uh, so we won't even mention it. China, yesterday down 0.9%. Still not a lot of uh, love for the Chinese market. Hong Kong up 0.8%. Japan up one3 A lot of love for the Japanese market. And a lot of love for the Indian market, which many are talking about as the new China. Uh, 1.8% higher for the Indian market. Looking at uh, bond yields in the U.S., uh, 10 years, down 4.082, down 5.8 basis points. Two years, 4.316, down 4.1 basis points. The Aussie 10 as well under some pressure, uh, 4.15, the rate there, down 8.3 basis points. So once again, we're seeing bond markets rally, equity markets rally in tandem. Of course, this week we do have the FOMC meeting. We also have locally the CPI meeting and that federal Reserve decision, widely expected to be a pause, uh, or not a pause, but uh, a holding steady, as is the RBA decision, which comes out on the 6th of February. Looking at US stocks, NVIDIA, one of the AI5, up 2.3%, AMD up 0.3%, Nutflux up 0.9%, Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, up 1.7%, Tesla Having a good day last night, up 4.2%. Amazon up 1.3%. Alphabetti Spaghetti up 0.7 of a percent. Microsoft up 1.4. 
all going pretty well there. US banks a little bit sidelined. We have Bank of America up 0.5, Goldman's up 0.7, and we saw CBA up 1.3% overseas as well. In European banks, nothing shaking there. Barclays down 1.1, but it did have a good day previously. Used to be smart, UBS down 0.5, and Deutsche down 0.9 of a percent. Another day, though, another record-breaking run for the U.S. market. Sixth record close for the S&P 500 and the Dow. Uh, we do get uh, Microsoft, Apple, Meta, Amazon, and Alphabet results out this week. And we also get Boeing and Merck as well. And, of course, the FOMC two-day policy meeting kicks off on Tuesday in U.S. time. 97% probability the Fed will not cut rates at the upcoming meeting. Interestingly, how we've shifted the narrative for pausing to not cut. So that is the way of things. But uh, certainly another good day in the market yesterday. In economic news out of the US, the US Treasury Department expects to borrow only 760 billion US in the first quarter, according to a press statement which came out on Monday afternoon. That is below the previous estimate of 815 billion. Uh, that's largely due to projections of higher net fiscal flows and a higher beginning of quarter cash balance. That was enough to see that bond market rally yields falling as well. In commodities last night, we did see Brent crude slipping back a little bit, down 1.4%, dollar twenty to 82.50. WTI down a dollar twenty as well, 1.53%. Gold, surprisingly, I guess, uh, was up a little bit. Uh, was up twelve dollars ninety point six of a percent two thousand and thirty one platinum having a good night as well up one point five percent silver doing well up one point eight percent we did see uh, bitcoin uh, putting on some more style up nearly three percent forty three thousand seventy eight the Aussie dollar sixty six oh nine the u s dollar index was slightly higher uh, so it 's surprising that gold tickled higher, but maybe that tension in the Middle East. Driving things better there. Copper on the LME up 0.3. Nickel down another 1%. Aluminium down half percent. Zinc down half percent. Lead up 0.6. Ton down 0.9%. Iron ore pretty steady. And uranium and lithium pretty steady as well. In terms of miners overseas, and this is really not where the action is at the moment, BHP unchanged. Rio up 0.4. BHP not having a good day yesterday on the back of perhaps that weekend news on Samarco. We saw Glencore up 0.5, Freeport up 1.6, Vale down 0.6. In the lithium space, Arbomile up 2.8, but SQM down 2% and Sigma Lithium uh, down 1.5%. Not a lot of action in US oil and gas stocks. Shell low up 0.9 of a percent. ResMed up 0.6 of a percent and Avita doing well, up 4%, so going very well there. In terms of local news out today, we do have December retail sales at 11.30, and we get some uh, Eurozone consumer and economic confidence numbers uh, later tonight, and UK January nationwide house prices, and a bit of data coming out from the US tonight as well. But our big number is the CPI number t on Wednesday, tomorrow, and uh, the US, of course, is all about the FOMC um, 
numbers. ResMed was up uh, 0.6% in the US, just as an aside. Uh, The Philips Group, which have had some issues with their sleep apnea machines in the US, has agreed to halt sales in the US. They already halted sales to some extent, but uh, certainly that is another free kick for uh, the likes of ResMed. Turning to events in our market this morning, uh, Sanfire Resources has booked unaudited sales revenue at $217 million, according to its latest quarterly update. Uh, it was $84 million in underlying operations earnings before interest, tax and amortisation. Uh, net debt uh, of $476 million after establishing finished goods inventory at the uh, Matteo project in Botswana. And we've also seen a slew of quarterly numbers coming out this morning uh, so that is uh, we'll look at some of those uh, some of the big ones anyway Remelius out this morning uh, reported gold production remember yesterday gold road got absolutely tonked on the back of their quarterly report Remelius Q2 gold production 68,524,000 ounces at an all-in sustaining cost the AISC in Aussie dollar terms 1837 guidance uh, is up and all-in sustaining costs slightly higher as well. Uh, they're now looking at 1750 to 1850, up from 1550 to 1750. But then production numbers are up as well. Ear, they're out with their quarterly results uh, this morning. Cash and cash equivalents, 28 million bucks. Uh, Prosper Group issues an H1 trading update. Revenue 145.4, which is up from 135.3. Total cash 117.2. Uh, the numbers don't look too bad, although total origination 308.3 million a year ago, 424.8. So maybe that's a bit of a downer there. Interestingly, I just saw the uh, CEO of Klarna on CNBC being interviewed. They have put in place a bunch of new little tweaks to their offering on buy now pay later in the u.s where you can pay a monthly fee and you get access to special deals uh, rewards points and you don't pay any late fees as well so certainly the buy now pay later sector coming into a little bit of a focus in recent times that zip has been doing quite well 29m 29 metals has reported fy copper production 24.2 thousand tons guidance was 24 to 29 so a little bit light on there a little bit light on with its gold production as well, coming in below estimates, as was zinc. Um, FY24 guidance, uh, corporate cost 21 to 23 million, copper 18 to 22,000 tonnes, gold 17 to 25,000 ounces. We have got uh, quarterlies out this morning uh, from um, IMM, IMUTEP as well. Um, plenty of them coming out. Jervois Global has completed the Sunrise, sorry, the Sunshine Drilling Program. Results include 1.2 million, 0.34% cobalt, 10.05% copper as well. Emerald Resources, which has been one of the few gold stocks doing especially well recently. Stock we looked at on the call last week on Osbys, Andrew Wynan and myself, confirms Q2 gold production. 29.2 thousand ounces, which is pretty much where it was a quarter ago, maintaining FY guidance, all in sustaining costs. And this is probably why it has been on such a tear. Costs of 780 to 850 dollars an ounce. 
Samfire we've talked about. Sightminder has got their first half revenue out, 91.7. Market was going for 92.1. We've also seen Atlas Arterial uh, Q4 weighted average toll revenue up 5.9% year on year. Uh, weighted average traffic up 2.2%. Hastings Technology out with their quarter. Uh, we've also seen today um, Silver Lake. Uh, reporting Q2 production, uh, 56,629,000 ounces of gold and 236,000 tons, tons of copper. Maintains FY24 guidance as well there. In terms of broker moves today, we've got Chalice Mining. This is a brave man at UBS, upgraded to a buy from neutral at UBS. Target decreased, however, from 3 bucks to $1.45. So they've been wrong all along. And now they've upgraded to a buy there. So that's an interesting one from them. Uh, According to one media report in The Australian, Woodside close to finalising due diligence on Santos. Uh, Due diligence may be completed already. The premium offered may be as low as 10%. And an offer of less than 20% premium is seen as unlikely to receive shareholder backing according to the newspaper. After the big fall yesterday on Gold Road, it's been upgraded to a buy from a hold at Jefferies. Target decreased to 2 bucks from $2.10. And in other broker moves, Arcadium Lithium, which of course is the merged entity between Alchem and Livent, initiated neutral at JP Morgan. Target is 5 bucks there. Domino's Pizza, Upgraded to neutral from a sell at Goldman Sachs. It looks like they've nailed that. Execution risk, they say, still exists, though offset by short-term positive catalyst. Target increased to $38.30 from $37.50, which is a 4% downside. Uh, We have seen uh, TD Cowan, whoever they are. They have been uh, busy in the lithium and rare earth space. Albemarle downgraded to market perform from outform target price cut there. Big time. $130 from $220. Lithium, uh, sorry, Linus rare earth downgraded to market perform from outperform target price cut there to $6.50 from 9 bucks. And Piedmont lithium downgraded to market perform from outperform target price cut there to 20 bucks. From $55. So they have had big downgrades from TD Cowan, who I suspect is a US based analyst and broking business. And finally, in news just breaking, Vale has uh, beaten estimates for its pr- increase in production last quarter. And they delivered 89.4 million metric tons, easily beating the 83 million ton average that analysts were going for. This could put a little bit of pressure on the steel price or the iron ore price in China. So that one has been very resilient to the slowdown in China. Of course, yesterday, the big news coming out of China was that Evergrande had gone into liquidation. Uh, Could have some ripple effects and ramifications going forward, but it wasn't entirely unexpected given the history and the litany of problems they've had. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always... May the trading gods be with you. We'll be back again this afternoon with the end of the day report.